0: If you need even further clarification, let The Rock tell you in Chinese. We got Jews in the house? We are in control now. Ding dong.
1: Hello?
0: Yes, that's right, infidels, rise and praise. ChannelAttitude.com, Hacker Hameen, the Hameen Media Group, ready to take over and set off your week. No Thanksgivings for you, no extra pumpkin pie. Get down and do some push-ups, you fat moron infidels, because it's time to be destroyed on the Monday locker room. Hacker Hameen, R to the B to the V, and you're all on diets. ha, ha, ha 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 ha. Oh, man, up and early, up and Adam. That's right, HMG's here live on YouTube.com slash Hameen. Twitch.tv slash and Media is always exclusively at ChannelAttitude.com for the most hardcore Haminian supporters, watch-alongs, and uh, <laughs> even Pick'em Challenge, the new results came out. So $5 face slap, champion hacker Hameen, heels over strong, the sons of Allah over strong, and we've got a new – uh shogun assassin in the fold as well my man zach woo so it's going to be an interesting interesting uh end of the year here ahead with all of my soldiers ready to invade once again after we did the october surprise they never saw it coming and they never saw it coming this morning with r to the b to the v doing the marty mcfly uh back in the in the house man good morning pal
1: well, I, I gotta be represent. You know, uh, here in the great state of the O H I O, it is that week, uh, and I guess it's also that week uh, for that, that that piece of crap, so called state territory, if you will, up north, Michigan. Uh, represent the colors here. It's the Buckeyes, the O H I O, the Ohio State versus Michigan. It's it's the big game coming up this Saturday. So uh, you know, around in these parts, uh, we are overly excited. Hey, I see her for the chat. You know, they're, they're giving me, they're coming at me here. Hashtag RBV eats out. Thanksgiving is canceled. You know yeah. what's funny about that, Ben? As much as a foodie as I am, I don't care for Thanksgiving. Wow. I, I don't care. I, I don't care for oh. the selections. I'm not a turkey guy. I don't like all those sides. Uh, I'm about the the, the appetizers uh, that, that come with, with this holiday here. But, sure. but, but, but I mean, speaking of turkeys and you were you were slapping some birds around this
0: weekend. <laughs> what, what do
1: we, what did we start at? 73, 74, 75, 74. Yeah, I never posted
0: <laughs> Oh, that hurt. I never posted uh number 72 cuz uh for fear of reprisal when you know, people are going to be looking me up based on the dispensary stuff we got going on, and they're really uh, into. <laughs>
1: what was was it? a, was it a slap of uh, equal standards? Who was Yeah, that? yeah, it e- was equality. number
0: seventy-two. Was an equality slap on a woman, and uh, I'm like, man, to post this now, right when we're at the point break on our license, and that could that could be, you know set somebody in motion in in an office in the state capitol where they're like, no way, you know? So I was like, huh, but no women this time. uh, Even though I may post that after we get our license, (laughs) but 73, 74 and 75 all were very interested in having their clock clean. They needed some self-discipline and uh, I was happy to deliver it, man. And uh, it's always uh, quite a spectacle.
1: You said you didn't post the the video of you slapping a woman, but, you posted that photo of you slapping slater what's the difference <laughs>
0: well that's the thing man like uh you know he slater uh awesome talent man we've been you know following him for so many years here i even remember watching with big ray man when he got that hernia and impact and watching him drop i was just like Fuck, he's fucked right here like pretty much holding his guts in trying to get to the finish you know and uh i'd known him because uh he used to ride with uh, my man space uh, lord rick victor so i got to hang out with him a couple times before here when they would come through town and just an a plus down to earth workers worker dude and uh <laughs> they're not ready they're not ready to come back to the indies and look down the merch table and see people gathering around the terrorists because the spectacle about to go down and they don't know what it is and then some fans are getting peppered across the face with uh, no mercy involved, and you. Uh, I've I've seen it from plenty of ex-WWE stars and and legends, uh, whether it was Paul Roma or, or well, whoever. Sure, let me ask you that. I mean, do right 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 they come right up? they They just it. kind of creep up, like kind of like. like no, kind dude, of, they look down and there, their their over the crowd. <laughs> yeah. His eyes lit up. He's like, "What the fuck, bro?" Like usually, that's the that's the reaction you know and uh because they're not ready to see that level of commitment to the bit and um they mark for it bro and uh so me and blaze went down to his table uh just to big league him scare off all his fans because he was taking too much merch money and uh we had to slap him up real quick so Heath slater uh he had a great main event a great main event against bill collier and uh another guy who should have been his TV ready and and could have been your next psycho Sid really, to be honest with you, an awesome worker out of Buffalo. Uh, But uh, yeah, man, it's always that shock and awe of, what are these fucking guys doing down there? And uh, so be it. Three people wanted slapped, and, uh, and uh, we pull the focus, and that's what we do, man. So the the things with that where I tagged him this week, uh, or he and he retweeted, obviously, awesome biz from a good brother getting HMG over, helping with his bigger following, just to even put that out there of Kaz's retweet of the picture. So um, cool stuff, as always, man, but it's always behind the scenes when we get to the back. I'll just be talking to blaze and here comes the main eventers, uh, you know, the top draw talent. Like, are you fucking kidding me? People pay you to do that shit. I'm like, I don't even really want to do it, bro. It started as a carnival barker thing. And then the smart marks tested me and here we are at number 75, bro. So, uh, that's, that's where it's at right now. So, yeah man and I offer the and Frank says start slapping asses I offer the slap and tickle. uh you know no not many women want to take over they they want to hang with the with the big dogs so four women have gotten the equal opportunity many, you know how, yeah. it's,
1: it's it's almost um misogynistic sexist of you not to not do it right
0: absolutely absolutely you fought long and hard enough for rights and if you want to put your five dollars down and and catch a hot one across the face maybe you needed it for some indiscretions and to punish yourself man there's i mean it really can come down to a couple things argument wise because it's so dangerous of like what are you doing hitting people you fucking idiot um but um it's like, well, do you pay, sec- plenty of people pay sex workers in Vegas to fucking put on high heels and tap dance on their nutsack because that's what they're into, right? Like There's conventions all across the country dedicated exactly. directly towards that lifestyle. Exactly that, man. And then if you want to get religious with it, let me talk to you about Opus Dei Christianity where motherfuckers are whipping themselves with thorns and barbed wire and all types of shit to repent. So what are you going to come at me with? You know what I mean? It's not like there isn't a precedent set. Um, so there, it, it's a ridiculous performance art piece, but very interactive and it draws the crowd and lends to my mythos of out of gives no fucks, man. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. And then there's, uh, another guy who's doing, uh, he's a, he's a rookie dude, but he's got a, a lot of, his name's Sebastian Braun. I'll put him over a kid, uh, still a kid, but he looks like a man's man, sexy, long hair, big burly son of a bitch, hairy chest. And he's kind of doing the ravishing Rick rude, you know, sex appeal type thing. And I go, brother, take my shit. Get a little 1980s, 90s boombox CD player. Start burning fucking sex jam CDs that you can sell for it. Can you even get a CD burner? Sell them for 10 bucks. It'll cost you a dollar to make. And then you just put a chair there and do 15 second lap dances five bucks Brilliant. and set the chick down or set a guy down and and do the big wiggle on them and and off they go people want that little viral video clip that's what you're really giving them they don't, nobody wants to get their fucking face wrecked by me they want they want the fucking 15 minutes of fame shot so they go dude take the model good artists create great artists steal and make it their own if you're doing sex appeal, as opposed to terrorism, it's the same model. You just got to, and really what it is, it's about drawing them in. If you can get the rap, maybe they don't even buy the 15 second lapper, but now they're looking at your t-shirts. They're looking at your eight by tens. They're looking at, uh, I go, you should have your own condoms, bro. You should have all kinds of shit, dude. So, um, well, like yeah, said, man. It, it's
1: just creating a buzz around your table. But I guess it is just popped there. So, hey, I got, I got the vest gimmick, I got the scarf gimmick, and it's just anybody questions out there. I got a glove on today. I sliced <laughs> off the tip of my finger last night. Uh, He's
0: I don't dedicated. have any band
1: aids here, so I am literally, uh, I've just kind of got myself glued together over here. Uh, until we get through the episode, so I can go get some first aid equipment here. So, if you see that there. Uh, I'm just adding some of my gimmicks over here. I got the Michael Jackson, the MJF, the morning McFly thing going on,
0: yeah, man. Um uh, Big shout out to the chat. Big shout out to the chat as we go. I know my man double A likes it over there on Twitch, giving us the big bits out of the gate on a Monday morning. Appreciate that, man. And he says the mark idiots have screwed wrestling. They the new gotta show non-fans is no longer Bretton Austin. The hangman drinking swerves blood. My wife saw it and told me six-year-old can't watch wrestling anymore. I mean, there's 31 flavors of ice cream, right? But if you are trying to do little waka waka stuff and then you mix in hardcore gore i agree with that man fucking uh it, it's tough to be like yay here's my favorite wrestler and then they're totally massacred like we we had that conversation not, too that we that should right brain.
1: here uh, on the monday brain. locker room
0: Talking about, you know,
1: when we see this in indie shows, when they're not promoting, oh, this is family fun for everyone. And then they have that dedicated hardcore match on that card that just kind of makes you cringe. Yeah. And you're looking at that audience and, the, and those poor little kids there, you know, they're terrified. They want to just, you know, run out of the room. You saw a little bit this week from AEW. You got to pick that direction. You can't really be there for everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, when are, what are you going to do? And then. There's uh, oh, so much to even break down of cringeworthy stuff, but let's talk about Simple Promoter 101. It was a six-hour show with the Like yeah, right. I, I, I went to my show and just before they kicked off. We did a whole indie show with nine matches, which is too much. It should have been seven, I told Mike, from, from what we did. And, and even then, came back home. I was only about... 10 minutes away from home, thankfully, from the missile silo for the show, 15. Cyburns and I got fast food. I came home, ate, walked the dogs of war, and the show was still going on, bro. I'm like, what in the fuck? And they wonder why collisions at 250. Like, four years in, if you don't know to cut your show back, that 14, I think they had 14 matches, that's two entire full shows, two pay-per-views, bro. Jizzer, say it again, make it half short and twice strong. You're, you wore your audience out. No one gives a shit. There's no business that's being done. All they're going to remember is the botches and cringe stuff with MJF crying way too much blood shit and fucking nothing. No other business got done really that anybody's talking about. So why did you even spend that time to book that card? And why did those other seven matches that never should have been on the card? All those people punched their bump card for no reason whatsoever, bro. And people sure. can get fucking hurt where they never work again. I saw that Roddy Strong spot on the fucking Spanish fly or whatever it is on the, on the ground and spiked his head straight into the ground, bro. My, my trap started hurting just looking at that. So a lot, a lot needs to be done there, bro. And uh, there's a, there's a bigger part of what I want to talk about today, but I want to keep going on. You go ahead. bro.
1: Well, I said real quick, uh, you know, looking at the card, we're, we're not going to talk and run through like we usually do on a review. We're going to hit some of the high spots on that uh, 11 matches with the pre show. Uh, but ultimately, as you said, I mean, the, the main card's going four hours, a little over four hours. Immediately as that card was wrapping up. I take a look at this thing and and I, just from my viewpoint, I eliminate three matches that cuts an hour off of this show. Yeah. They could have been used to it, and, and it's great that you mentioned uh, they moved Collision to Friday. So we had a three-hour block on Friday along with Rampage there. And it's looking like in the overnights, we haven't got the official numbers. Those will probably be out here while we're recording or shortly after we wrap things up here this morning. Uh, But it's going to be the lowest ever, as you said, what, 250,
0: 275,000? Yeah, 251,000, I think, is what
1: William L.C. had put. I I got that up here. Uh, That was the overnight there. Uh, SmackDown goes over two mil. Yeah, uh, as they go head to head. Obviously, you got uh, you got open air network, but uh two hundred and fifty-one thousand viewers for collision. Uh it's gonna be a new low for the program. So why are we overloading, wrestling on the these pay-per-views when your weekly program is struggling? If you think it's not desirable to see these things, let's take some of that undercard and put that on the programming.
0: It's one word, oversaturation. Like you there you The, the, the towel is completely soaked just cause you wring it out. It ain't going to be dry. (laughs) You know, like you, you have to stop. You have to stop with the ROH stuff. You have to really clip collision or rampage and find a far better format to make them want it. Because right now. It's straight-up waterboarding. You're just pouring it in, in their throats, and they're gagging on it, and fucking no one can digest anything, and nobody's getting over. We 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 should be focusing on Sting and his final run to try and pull in older fans, not that Julia Hart and Sky Blue are fighting for the uh, TBS title. No one gives two fucks about that, bro. You know, like none of that. So um, it, it's, it's – uh, well, let me get to it. The big brother thing needs to happen. We put this over and over and over and then it got sent to the sheets and then sent to me. Uh, but Khan looking for um, a VP of people and culture. You see, you saw this post RBB, yes? Yeah, I, I've seen this here. Yeah, people let me culture. just so and I'll stooge it off because I don't. We give no. Fucks I, I just because, to, to me just yeah. the, just the,
1: that job title, man. Is there anything more twenty twenty three as we go into twenty twenty
0: three? Sure, people but but it has it really has nothing to do with what he needs of what this job title is. How about and, people? How about people with common sense? We should be. I should be staying small if I want to make a play for this, but. I'm in full dispensary mode, you know what I mean? But that doesn't mean we couldn't run this company remotely. And I'll stooge off, which we probably shouldn't because we're office uh, of Strangler. Steve and I talking this morning and, you know, that's uh, two thirds of the triumvirate of 2CW. You put my other business partner, Josh Generay, the owner of 2CW in there. And now you have the three guys who fucking... Book the Young Bucks better than anybody else. Produced the Young Bucks better than anybody else. Came up with Cody Rhodes. Came up with fucking Brody Lee and helped make him. Like, the. the we have worked, doesn't matter, like uh, Dalton Castle. All the party peacock stuff with the boys. 2CW. Everything that's over or even remotely close to over in AEW came out of 2CW office. There's no disputing that. And Tony, whether he knows it or not, Whatnot, like that, that's what level of big brother consiliary he needs. Let me just read down this VP of what it is because even the description of this shows how out of touch and ridiculous that you think that this person exists out there. They don't. There's probably five of us on the entire planet that could fill this void and and two of them are over 65 years old already, so they're not going to do it. So that really only leaves the two CW office to come in and be the fucking hero saviors of the day and and big brother that this guy really needs and the, the producers that will come in and get instant respect because otherwise you got to come in and go I'm not really here to change everything I want to work with everybody as soon as they would see us half that roster who's the the most over guys would snap 2 two and understand what the fucking program is and all the pressure would be alleviated off them let me run this down sorry, run that down because I want to ask you some of the questions about day one yep. on the job but and this this here. is fucking five paragraphs so bear with me job responsibilities. Strategic leadership serves as a key member of the leadership team on organizational goals and directions. Design a people-centric atmosphere of motivated interaction and enthusiasm for furtherment of business. Build an acclaimed reputation across culture, community, and people development. Create and maintain emotional connection for staff as its stated mission. Collaborate with the executive team on organizing. And human capital strategy, as well as implementation partner with executive team on goal development, talent mapping and strategic initiatives. So right there, that is what we what I call the consigliere for for Tony Khan and the manager of the agents Uh, and how to figure out how do we get houses up? How do we do local uh, promotions so we can get where we need to be? Because right now we can't take any more of these AEW botches, embarrassing memes with empty arenas. That's just one of five. Here we go. Talent learning and development, lead talent management, executive coaching, training, leadership development, succession planning, and change management build quality and depth of talent, including employee development, and prepare the organization for future opportunities, actively work with CEO, and, so, and identify top performers on at all levels, create metric-based individual career growth plans to develop future leaders, and build robust succession plans for critical leadership and management positions. So what's that say? How do I take my Um, retired workers and put them in positions where they can succeed as mentors while you mentor Tony Khan on how to mentor them. That's what that one sentence says. Direct the performance uh, evaluation process. Work collaboratively with finance and department heads on compensation and total reward programs to continue to motivate and incentivize high employee performance. Who do we give money to so they show up even when they're fucking hurt and work their ass off without bitching? Uh, build sharing and learning platforms to staff to engage, learn, and grow from each other. Facilitate employee recognition, reward, and retention programs to drive performance and recognize success. How about, how about this? Do your fucking job or go back to the Indies and make one, one thousandth of the money. How's that for a fucking retention program and reward, uh, develop and oversee AEW's employee resource groups. Okay. So that's part two recruit and hiring. Recruit top talent for a wide variety of departments and focus with high performance atmosphere. Work closely with hiring managers to meet the current and future needs align HR strategy and organization strategy to ensure the right people are in the right roles, build a robust external network of best-in-class talent with an emphasis on leaders from diverse backgrounds and experiences, enhance our employment brands as one that attracts a diverse application pool. So let's go affirmative action as opposed to the best person for the job. I got no problem with that because wrestling's global. So you want Conan to be your Latino guy? We'll have him as a consultant, no doubt about it. You want Effie to be your rainbow coalition person, we'll gladly run some stuff by there just to make sure things are they are. Job requirements, our final one here. This is the most ridiculous part because what what I've just outlined is you need a worker's worker who understands the complete global fucking scope of wrestling from New Japan to Europe to Mexico to Canada to US and you need to know who the top workers are who are ready to come to TV no HR person on the fucking planet will even know how to eat what what that is or how to do that and has no wrestling knowledge to be able to judge that or to deal with workers who've been in this business for 20 to 30 years who've seen every mafia trick that there is to go oh HR is telling me to do something. Well, I better do it. They have no idea. So this is four jobs in one. Here's the final. And eight to 10 plus years of executive level experience in HR culture and diversity specific roles, a degree in human resources that uses SHRM hyphen CP, SHRM, SCP, PHR, SPHR. So very specific fucking HR software. You think you're going to get a wrestler who knows HR software at the highest fucking levels inside and out to manage it. You're daft. You have no idea what you're talking about. Whoever wrote This I imagine it's Don Stevens. A strategic thinker who will develop creative ways to improve the organization and meet the organization's strategic goal. Hmm, Sounds like the consultants. Uh, Experience in the areas of talent acquisition, diversity and inclusion, employee engagement, employee recognition, and employee retention. Experience cultivating and maintaining a respectful, inclusive workplace where diversity is embraced and developed and where all employees have equal opportunity to reach their potential. Hey, Sonny Kiss, thanks for hanging out. Um, must be confident communicator with the level of maturity, discretion, and presence necessary to work collaboratively with management. You better know how to kayfabe and shut the fuck up and stab up the boys when we tell you to, but on the other side, make sure you recognize them and tell them how good a job they're fucking doing right there. So that's, that's the main part of this, um, work independently. And in collaborative work environment is required, along with organizational, interpersonal, analytical and planning skills, a role model leading by example and maintaining a positive, open, friendly, respectful attitude with highly ethical standards and appropriate professional demeanor. Don't be a mark in the locker room, walking around, getting pictures with people when you got to put the stamp on them and you're not going to get any respect from any wrestler. If you're not a former wrestler, you're not going to walk into that locker locker room. If you don't have at least 15 years in the ring underneath your fucking belt, because they're going to go, who's this fucking asshole who doesn't, isn't in the mafia who, and if you were, they're going to go, who is he trained by? That's the first thing they're going to fucking ask to see where you, who, who made you that you can think you can come in here and even say anything to me about this business. Uh, excellent judgment. Who listens well, uh, active listening, implements effective, efficient solutions to problems, and earns the respect necessary to implement changes to better the organization. You gotta get yourself over with the boys, otherwise, you're fucked and you're no good here, pretty much, is what that says to me. And an excellent facilitator who is experienced in resolving conflicts between parties. And to dispute, oh, you're going to have to moderate CM Punk and, uh, and Jungle Boy or Punk and the Bucks. You think any HR person is ready to walk into that, bro, and have a solution? What you are talking about right now is I need a booker, I need an Iceman uh, regulator of the locker room and you have to be a made guy. Otherwise, these people aren't gonna respect you and Tony needs somebody to be his big brother. Oh, by the way, we want you to run our entire HR department for all of the fucking inclusion and and diversity. Dude, that's four people's jobs and I'm talking four full-time executive jobs in one fucking job description, right here, and there's only three guys on this entire planet where you could fucking take the resume, go to the box, go to anybody else that's that we've worked with and help make, and they would go, those are the guys. There's nobody else in this business that fits this bill aside from Josh, Steve, and myself.
1: As you lay it all out there, I mean that, that is a a shit ton of work Uh, drum hall this is you know i'm going to go to the chat with a couple questions here before i get to if you wanted to do it it's one it's
0: it's 1.2 million 400 grand each split three ways we go on the road once a week to go to dynamite to be there at the tapings the rest of the time we run it from the dispensary that's that's the only way you're gonna what they're saying there they really need all those. Do they list
1: the pay in the job description
0: fuck no the and i would even i would go a million and a half bro because that's what it is if you're talking four vice and in fact i would go more than that i go it's a vice president spot cool what are your other vice presidents making what are their qualifications what are their degrees in because i i nick and maddie have always been awesome to me what's their degree in i don't think they have one and now they're vice presidents of a multi-million dollar billion dollar entity uh, of being able to handle that i don't think so <laughs> you, you took a fucking uh middle school teacher and put him in that spot. And Cody has no advanced degree, no business degree, no, none of that. So you started with four vice presidents. Okay. What are they making? I heard NBA money now. I do have those degrees. I do have eight to 10 years of corporate experience, downtown Chicago, working for the biggest fucking teams. We do have experience running pay-per-views that didn't crash like ROH 15 times in a row, just as a fuck you. We did make all of your guys in order to get them to the level where they're even a household name. Nobody else on this entire globe, nobody, not PWG, not Marquez, not even OVW, because they couldn't, Take that indie style from the southern style and get it to where it needs to be, right? There's nobody, there's only three people, bro. And th- that would be the triumvirate that you need. But unfortunately, you're at 250,000 down from a million on collision, a 75% loss in audience. It- it's almost trying to take a bucket and bail out the Titanic at this point. But with creative solutions, and the right empowerment because none of those guys would push back against us. And if they did, that would mean you have fun back on the Indies, pal. And you make an example of one or two with a couple of fines because even when they reached out to Stevie, the agents, hey, bro, you got it wrong. We're telling them the right things to do, and they're going out there and and doing whatever they want. (laughs) That would happen one time, one time, and I'd make an example. Steve would too. Steve would do it before I would, Strangler and fucking he would cut somebody's throat so fast that that ripple effect would go through the locker room that you would never think about stepping out of line that way again and going into business for yourself. And I don't give a fuck what level you come from, WWE, legend level, or an indie guy who thinks they're fucking owed something and that they're now over inside the bubble. They would all get in line real fucking quick. Uh, Okay,
1: sounds great. Sounds great laying it out there. Day one going in there, dropping the hammer. But on, on a realistic side of this, been, we, we've we seen all of these legends that, that have been taken in by the company that we believe have access or are close to Tony. But yet, we can, after four years of this, we're still seeing this growth, this spread of the cancer, uh, this younger crop of talents that they have unwilling to listen and, and they're gone
0: to- that's easy they're gone
1: well, well why haven't they been able to fix this to this point then i mean they they because turn everybody's punk out uh they they're not listening to the agents that are telling stevie on the backside dude we're just we can't control this. just the kids are out of control here
0: and that's why you need uh, that that job description says we need a manager of the agents in so many words and I would empower my agents. I would your agents are your office stooges. They are the go between between talent and fucking what gets handed down so it can be spelled out. But when they don't do it and your agents don't have the power to crack whip on them like they should after they fuck up or if they just blow them off, then now your agents are toothless and powerless and have no fucking claws to 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 have that respect. And just the indie workers coming along in who wouldn't listen to a a Jerry Lynn or a Jake Roberts or whoever backstage get the fuck out of here you you don't deserve to be in this business cuz you don't have the respect for the upper echelon of the mafia that when what they say goes goes and if this was the real mob and you did that same shit you're going to get an ice pick in the back of your neck so get with the program or get gone and their their fucking roster is so over bloated First thing I would do is cut 20% of the fat. It,
1: listening to the job description there, as you said, and a lot of it just very specifically gets into someone that has training and for the most part, well outside the realm of professional wrestling. Is that AEW after all these years gearing towards that? Say, you know what, well, we we gave, you know we've got a lot of these wrestlers in here, we put them in the spots. We're still losing steam. This is out of control. Are they intentionally trying to go another direction? Feeling that too much power to the the, wrestlers has failed.
0: they're, well, maybe, but they're spinning their wheels here because even in this, they got got all the sunshine language. We want inclusivity and diversity and culture is our main, uh, you know, push. For but reality is, is what they're saying is we're fucked with the, the inmates have overrun the asylum and we need somebody to come in here. And with a smiling and political face, keep them at bay empower the, empower the agents and be Tony's big brother to teach them how to book as well. And we want you to run HR by the way, as well. (laughs) Like that, that that's fucking four full-time spots because Josh would have the whole show set up, put the money out for the talent, book it how he wanted to the card with our input there strangler goes around and makes sure everybody's agented and that the times are there that all the production is right i'm there helping agenting as being talent as well so you're in the trenches doing what needs to be done passing messages and we come together and then everybody goes out and does what their job is so then we come back with the stooge to josh and we just make the executive decision right so that's what Tony really needs to alleviate all the shit because you're when you're spread so thin and everybody's coming up, Britt Baker, trying to get in your ear and all this other shit. And you're not insulated while you got 50,000 other things fucking going on, bro. Like there would be a, a known non open door policy to get to Tony with your bullshit. If you got something come to us, if it's real business, so be it. If it is, we'll run it up the ladder. I'm here. I'm not here to shut people's ideas down. If they're good, I'm here to listen and be that conduit. And to tune it, shape it up, give it some of the fucking flair that's on the consultants and go, here's how the business should be done. Indie worker who's never worked for TV and doesn't understand TV writing. I get your idea, but now let me shape it up. And then the light bulb goes off. You see them and go, Oh, they're invested in me. And yeah, that's better. And then what if I did this? And I go, yep. Now we're playing yes. And we're active listening. We're getting it and we're making better performers, which is what they need here. Cause they've got so many green as grass shit. Indie work who have never been trained for TV and have no idea how to tell a long-term story week-to-week business. Uh, as you guys are coming in, you're, you're talking to
1: the brass there at AEW. I, I like this question yeah, here. Sorry. From, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, what, what, tell us, if, if you can, tell us about Josh's back
0: Josh is in finance. He doesn't like me to talk about it, but um, his, his family is very, very highly intelligent when it comes to numbers and, and big money and moving things around. And he's also been a mega wrestling fan since age five bro you can go back and see pictures of him with taker and vince mcmahon and it, it, the Shawn michaels shit that happened in syracuse he was the guy as a teenager that drove them to that place and went back and picked him up from the bar when they got their ass kicked that night really like yeah bro like he was Josh, behind the wheel there with all that yeah shit. he was the Holy wheel man. Shit, man so so like there there's so many things that Josh can do. Andy, Andy was a worker, JD love doing a, a comedy fat guy, you know, sexy gimmick or what have you. But um, all of those guys from Kevin Steen to the young bucks, they all hit him up constantly as well. Still like that. That's the guy who, and, and Josh is so quiet in the king of kayfabe that there's no speaking out whatsoever when, when it, when it's inside the office, he'll probably be hot at me for just even talking like this today, probably straight as well too, because I will not doubt if we do or do not make a play for it, but we're already beyond wrestling. That's why we can do that. You know what I mean? We're not looking for like, Oh, I got to get this job and please hire me, dude. I'm not going to say his name cause I respect him, and, and this goes for other guys. So I'm not even going to say the specific person. Um, to see guys who are in TV ready shape that they're, they're not in, in mind ready shape. I see guys that had WWE and AEW runs begging for jobs. Like if I just had one more chance, like there's nothing sadder to me than that, bro. When, when you got a fucking buddy favor or bag and you look good and you've got all the skills, that's fine. To me, that shows they broke their mind. They broke these guys' minds and, and can't They, wrestling should be used as your platform to get yourself over outside of wrestling. And then when you don't need them, that's when they bring you back. And I think Zack Ryder, whatever you want to call him, Cardona is a perfect example of a guy who said, I'm going to use my ex WWE fame and get over on all these motherfuckers. And now WWE talent's are dressing like Zack Ryder and posting it on fucking social media. You think he's not coming back at Royal Rumble as a surprise? Of course he is. That guy is, a, even since the, the early days of YouTube, when he was one of the first to the market that way, look at where we are now. He was a trendsetter and way, way ahead of his time in knowing how to market himself, bro. That like So there's guys like him, and then there's guys who are some of his best buddies who are begging for gigs still, bro. And that makes me sad because there's the model, dude, do what the fuck he's doing, but put your own spin on it. And that's how this business can tear up people's minds, bro. Like if I just had one more chance, if I just Okay. Give them one more chance. Then what are they going to do? Look what, what do you want? Look what they've done with Carlito since they brought him back. You well, know I what I mean? Bring you like, back
1: just to get you back to prove that they they hold that leash that they can pull yeah. you back, whatever. and yeah. it, 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 you mentioned a bit? It's funny. I c- I can click one tab over, go to my, my Facebook, go to my Twitter, any social media, and go through those. A lot of the same people that we know that I think you're talking about, and they're posting those images. You know, get working yeah. hard to get back there, and, and not to throw anybody under. But it, it's about every you know one at least one out of four on my timeline of seeing people. That are, that are out there trying to you know to pitch that direction
0: dude i've said this and this is the bigger part of it for Carney's queers and addicts right addicts not just talking about being on gas or pain pills or weed or booze whatever the spotlight addiction is the most powerful hit bro when you are in the ring and that dopamine hits you When you are controlling the crowd, there is no pharmaceutical, no nothing out there that comes with the the punch and the hit of of a high that that is when you are truly controlling a crowd and you have them and you can feel the air come out of the room and then you put it back in based on what your next move is. Once you have that hit, bro, you are searching for that for the rest of your life. And some of these guys who were – big names, 10, 15 years ago, who still look incredible and are TV ready and have all the skills. But this business is fickle. And when you get pushed out or released or future endeavor for your own reasons or none of your own reasons, just roster cuts, and you don't have any degree behind you, you don't have any vision of what you want to be in the future. Now you're just fucking, well, my time will come around. I'll stay small. I'll work these indies, get my dad. And then once that runs out, then what do you got? Now you're begging for a job and you look like your hat in hand, mealy mouth, you killed all of your, your credibility and your, um, stock price is really lowered by yourself because these are like, how oh, do you think I'll get a, i will get I think I'll get back there and get a job. Is that what you really want? You want to go back on their terms? And and have them fuck with you and and just have a one off nostalgia thing. Sure, the paycheck's nice, but how long's that gonna last?
1: How, how long does that fix last before you need right, the next one? Right. Right. And you hear so, so many of them too talk about how it was the worst times of their life, and you know how they were. Yeah, doing. they all leave going this
0: fucking. They treat me like shit. This place sucks. Six years later, I just need to get back there it's such a weird abusive relationship and isn't that what it is with advanced drug users bro that when you're strung out on heroin you'll fucking steal from your grandma you'll fucking sell your dog you'll do whatever the fuck it is to get that next hit and that's how powerful this shit is and the fans listening listening, like i can handle it i go back for one more Yep. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I stepped out of the ring, get
1: you know, just get this do a small part that I did, and I looked over at the promoter, that promoter, WP, and I was like, I, I wish I would have discovered this before drinking. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a much better high and a better feeling than I ever experienced. It's and crazy, every time bro. You get close to it. Every time you get close to it, you get that urge. You get that feeling. It is like shooting up.
0: There really uh, is nothing bigger. Than, and it's weird to say this because I've done almost every level of performance. On camera sucks, but not sucks, but like you don't get any instant feedback, right? You have to wait to see how it comes out, hope you did your job and then you get the acclaim. That's the, that's the lowest point. You're doing a play. You have a small audience of 100 to 1500 in the theater that may give you a standing ovation at the end if you did a good job and fucking, yeah, we got there, mom and dad are proud of me in in New uh, York Yeah, yeah. If you fucked it up big time. Well some plays should end like that. You 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 can't end on heat and, and keep them thinking, right? If you're if you're that dedicated. With that pro wrestling shot, bro, uh, improvisation, I think, is the highest level of theater to get that same buzz because we're creating something out of nothing, usually with two to eight other players and we're sharing a group mind. That's a cool buzz unto itself. And when you stick the landing, the crowd loves it. But that's a small house of people that we're all sharing an experience. That's a huge buzz for me, too. And for actors that just do scripted work, it's terrifying for other improvisers. It's the exact same drug hook. I need that fix of, of being in the moment. Right. And then wrestling is as weird and (laughs) Carney's queers addicts, phony melodrama overblown as it is, is the highest level of the performance buzz, bro. It really is.
1: Uh, Mike Martin here.
0: So you guys, you guys say all this
1: stuff, but then why do you criticize a Ric Flair? Um, for him having so much passion, sure.
0: would you and, criticize and, and an advanced heroin fucking... addict? That's,
1: that's what I'm saying. We we don't want yeah. the ultimate tragedy. That's not. We're not criticizing. I'm not going up. the. I'm not
0: saying the addiction is good. <laughs> addiction is addiction, bro. Like, in your right, body like and first, mind. Hey, is man, just keep shooting it. up, man. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. My my point is the with that is that can Rick Flair even call himself and identify himself as Richard Fleer? Does he know who that is? I does he, does it. he, that, that's the truth of everything in moderation. You do all this shit too much and it's going to overtake your life. I, you could say, <laughs> how many times do I answer to my other, uh, my CIA code name? Not much. People either call me bin, Hamin or Pops most of the fucking time. Very little, uh, unless it's brand new people that I meet, do I give them my CIA pseudonym? So like th- Just because we are saying that doesn't mean like, oh, it's all good and all okay. Everything in moderation, because once you're in it, like that's what's driving you. Like when Jay Lethal walked by him, I liked the little pre-tape they did backstage to look at each other. But do you really want to see that rematched, bro? Do you really want to see this guy die in the ring possibly? And (laughs) I got to go December 2nd to Crossfire Wrestling in Ontario to do the memorial show for Rob rage and beat the shit out of Congo Kong after turning on me. Right. You want to, you want to hear that where, Oh, we let Rick go out there and wrestle. And he came back to the locker room and died right there on the floor. I just went through that. And some of my, my, uh, best uh, made men were there having to live through that. And now they're traumatized for life, bro, because they watched a the good brother die in the locker room two three weeks ago. You know, I I'm sure Rob didn't want it that way, but at least he was surrounded by mafia family who fucking were trying, and, and they he knows they can handle it. But that's that's no way to be like, oh, I I love my job at McDonald's so much. I hope I fucking die making fries.
1: I, I could think of worse ways to go out than
0: uh, <laughs> Big Mac Attack. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh,
1: but, but one last thing here on you know this potential new job there for for AEW. You know, my biggest question is after four years of this, getting to this point to realize that we have a need for the creation of this position, this can't be coming from Tony Khan. Is this from uh, P- Papa Khan?
0: No, Saying, hey, from or, or is
1: this or is this Tony like an outcry? You know, like I finally have understanding something here. I'm at a little bit over my head. Uh, I've had so much bullshit thrown at me. Yeah. I-, I need that space. I need that protection zone.
0: Got to. Got to have the buffer. Like, Strangler Steve is the perfect ice man, bro. No, like, he, he's not emotionally invested. Like, he's going to tell you the business straight up. And if you don't go out there and do it, I felt it, bro, when I was on talent roster. Like, I talked about plenty of times that shot with the... Dick Justice and Framing Hanley where I blew the finish afterwards where I was supposed to do the Pledge of Allegiance even to get the guy from Framing Hanley in the match I asked for it at the rock and roll show and Steve uh said no and I was fine and and like I had asked Josh before that and Josh had said no then Josh came back changed his mind Strangler Steve thought I went around him to politic to Josh and say fuck your fuck your uh clout right Strangler came in ready to kill me, bro. Like I've never seen him a like that full of oranges, <laughs> dude. And, and he's the guy to do it. And I had to fucking, he's like, you trying to fucking work me and go behind my back. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you the truth right now. I'll go to, and I have to be humble. there. not dude. You don't fucking tell me. I'm like, bro, you know, I respect you. Let's go to Josh. Cause I don't want you to think I'm lying to you and say, I asked him before I asked you. And then he changed his mind. So I almost have to stooge Josh off to fucking protect myself, but I'm not going to be the guy to go out of order and go to the mob boss and do that. Cause that shows, I don't know how to play the game and that I'm trying to fuck him over. And it was a victim of circumstance thing, but those types of things go on for real all the time, bro. So a guy like Striz isn't going to be like, well, Hamin got the fucking okay from so It's okay. It's, how dare you try and jump over me in this motherfucker, bro? And that's what he needs. And I think that as far as an Iceman goes and a team leader to do the production meetings, and hey, good job, you guys. Really great bump. Like, we're not just there to be mean dickheads. We want everything to be positive and have a fucking good vibe to it. But if you need somebody to like get the troops in line because we got guys fist fighting and gorilla. That, that can't happen. The, the fact that they would even think that that's okay is a huge problem unto itself. You would never do that in a 2CW gorilla position spot because you're never going to be on the show again after that if you bring that level of drama to the locker room. As
1: you know, you've gone from 2CW and to help and take your leadership skills to some of the other promotions you're working with, especially Immortal, where you're so heavily involved, um, working with the promotion where you're training and all that. How is that mentality, that that old school mindset? Uh, how is that perceived, uh, registered, and handled by the current crop of talents?
0: Um, I think they respect because they have to, just because of. Is the, it a
1: little out um, of terror?
0: <laughs> yeah. No. no well, gender, not me, you know, man. I, I'm the, the. You know, the heels are the nicest guys, so. There's no reason for me to create indie drama where I am and step on things. I'll talk to any performer if they if I am watch their stuff and be like, here's just what I'd like to see more from you, big man. I've got this one guy, Pat Sawyer, definitely should get signed. Six foot, six, six, seven. Great big man to have on the indies. He was wanting to get his shit in a little too much, right? Because he watches New Japan. I'm like, dude, that's not who you are on our show. We need you to do this, this. And then he did it light bulb goes off. Right. I'm not being like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, then <laughs> my guys at UWE brother, Jonas, the Stompers, my man, Zach, Wu, whoever it is, uh, Cora Valentine, they get the old school Rip Rogers. And I teach them that this, everything here is a test the wrestling, you have to know it. And we want to be great wrestlers. You may never use any of it in the ring because character is supreme. However, you may end up working somebody down the road that needs to do all that shit and you better know how to do it. So we train it both ways there. And I teach them the politics that regular indie workers who don't have a mentor, like getting the knowledge of Al Snow, Rip, (laughs) you know, everybody that I've worked with, pumped into him, that's what those kids are paying for. I'll say this. Hmm. I won't say the kid's name because he's fucking low on the totem pole and I don't want to shit hammer him. But this is how clueless they are. In, he in, knows in the, who
1: he is if he's listening. Yeah,
0: and yeah, the, in, in the difference between what I teach versus an indie guy on the same show. The kid's girlfriend, who's a fucking millennial idiot, <laughs> after the show yeah, the other day, posts on Facebook about – how she hates going to wrestling shows and immortal sucks. And like, dude, our house is up 25% over the last three shows at that same spot. So doing long-term business proven effective, exact opposite of everything else that's going on in the biz. When you got, when you've got Chip Stetson as your, he's kind of our head coach. Now I've stepped back a bit. I'm a consigliere and Mike's running the business side. Again, a triumvirate. (laughs) Chip Strangler, Steve, he's the ice man. I'm who I usually am is the big brother to fucking come in, help punch shit up, take care of the younger guys, da, da, da. So this, this indie guy who's probably one of the lowest, lower level dudes on our roster, got a good heart. He's always respectful to me. His girlfriend goes cunting off on it. Now he's got heat by association and he's in a crew. So now his whole crew is fucked. And all the fucking top guys who should know sell a couple of them start posting in that thread about I thought the I thought it was great I got big reactions during my match and da 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 da. So she's doing this cunt heel stuff for no reason whatsoever. Now her man has one of three options: <laughs> go out and, and accept the heat that he has and get killed by his own squad, uh, never be heard from again on another show whatsoever. Or break up with his chick and get over saying, fuck this cunt. (laughs) There's no no reason that that she should ever even be talking about this show in public. And none of our veterans should be answering her in in open public. So it's a lose, lose, lose. The only way he could get over is to kick her to the curb and, (laughs) and cut the promo and apologize to everybody in the locker room. The fact that that even happened shows to me that he's never had the trainer, the wherewithal, or the ability or or his girl to be like, my spot here is not secure. I'm not over. You shut the fuck up. And why would you ever do that? You just cost me my possible entire career here. And that's the truth. And now all his boys have heat by association across that. These are the pathetic, ridiculous, meaningless little things that happen in wrestling. Their match really means nothing. Their business doesn't. And they don't say nothing. It means something to them. Every bump means something. But the fact that they're putting their body on the line, and because they wanted to play little indie politics, now you got it. We're we're doing phony ass wrestling, and this is how. Where I tell my students, everything is a test. What's rule number one? You shut the fuck up, and you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Never miss <laughs> and a good opportunity you, to shut the fuck you, up. You got it, and and here we are, not doing that, and the rule is broken, and now this kid's career could be dead in the water bro based off of that alone and then when you take that away from him and he's a little millennial who's all about his own feelings and all that shit then what happens now we're in a dangerous situation much like i was talking about earlier with wwe guys when you take away their spotlight addiction and this kid's got heat on him for the next year two years that's gonna follow him around bro the only thing he could do is kick that chick to the curb, double quick, and be like, "You think you can? You think you can fuck with my career? Fuck you! You're out of here!" Like, I, I hate that I'm swearing so much today, but like, that's the locker room talking it of what shit really is, bro. And he doesn't even know. He probably doesn't even know that's a, that the anvil is waiting to be dropped on his head. That that's the thing because all the upper echelon players, everybody sees everything. All right. I say that to the producers, everybody sees everything and he's so untrained in, in the art of, Hmm, art of war of the locker room of how you need to act that now this could do it. And I hate to see it, but it's going to happen over and over again. And you have people on the AEW roster that are of the same rookie mindset thinking what they're doing, not listening to agents, not doing whatever, going into biz for themselves on social media is fine when the reality is, is they're cutting their own throat. And they 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 because they have no mentor to tell them to stop going on fucking it happened to Lana in WWE. You wanna we wanna make you a Russian, but you wanna go on and do Instagram dances. Guess what? You're getting put through a table nine weeks in a row. Guess what? You're well, gonna marry it, like a, you're, you're well, gonna like marry you're a black about. guy and get blackface on you. Well it it killed Rusev.
1: Yeah, and then and, 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 and then it, it, it derailed everything. He caught me, he it really everything they did to her was kind of laughable uh in in a rib sense there but it absolutely derailed his run uh what should have been a hot ass run even where he's at right now all because she couldn't keep herself in check
0: should be a top 10 guy in this business the last five years he's not even in the top i mean i'm not trying to say pwi 500 he's not even mentioned especially when we have russia ukraine conflict and he's wearing pink fucking versace doing video game shit bro that's exact. That my point is, it doesn't matter if it's the lowest level of immortal or WWE. The, the fucking dude, game the is dude the same, bro. The
1: WrestleMania on a tank.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, the game. Back. The game is the fucking same. And if you don't know how to play it, if you don't know how to do it, and and or if you're not that connected with the office, you're not going to be protected, dude. You're going to cut your own throat.
1: Your story there about the guy getting in trouble with because his millennial girlfriend or you know, his woke girlfriend, you know. Getting getting the bad rub there. Yeah. Locally here to Send Pro Wrestling. Uh Carson Drake yeah, regularly, man. She's doing big things right now. Yeah. Uh Aaron, Aaron Stevens, you talk about that connection here with that, you know, those networks yeah. that we know, they're working together. Uh he's getting noticed all over. He's working big spots down for OVW. But back in the day, uh, a year or so ago, they did a, an angle at a Pro Wrestling where Carson um kind of uh Chris Allen was like the, the hard nosed strangler steve type of you always black dude though. So, you got the, like the preppy white guy and the hard nosed black guy, the bad news brown sort of thing. And they're kind of cornered into this tag situation. And Carson's trying to win him over. Like, come on, buddy. You know, we're, we're, we could be best friends, this whole thing. They finally win their belts there. And Carson's like, all right. So, and they finally embrace you. You're seeing like the friendship. He's like, all right, man, since I'm in, can I say it? Can I say it? He starts, N-n-n-n-n. the whole crowd's like, no, no, no. He's going <laughs> to drop an N-bomb because he's the clueless white dude. But one of the other boys in the locker room, uh, his girlfriend started talking shit at the show. He dumped her right there. He was smart enough to say, hey, how about you find your own ride home? Uh, it was a mistake bringing you here. Yeah, uh, it sucks that up. it
0: it really is that that this phony carny thing can interrupt relationships, ruin marriages. Well, That's what. He, how he, many he marriages did WWE ruin? Saw
1: everybody's eyes on him and was like, "I yeah, need to do something bro, right now."
0: There, there's no, and thankfully, I haven't ever been in that situation because I came into this as a man. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had little – the heat's going to be on you no matter what. That's just wrestling. But there's one thing about heat. It passes on to the next person. And hopefully it's not cut-your-own-throat heat. But there's no worse feeling than one of your buddies stood up like, bro, you got a fucking ton of heat. And now you're paranoid, kind of sitting behind your own eyes, and you can't show weakness. You can't show boo-boo face. You go up and apologize to who you need to and try and be humble. But then you're sitting in the locker room and you just feel like they're all and they are <laughs> they're like how can we fuck even though that's one of our brothers or sisters bro that's a spot and you and if you you should be thankful to have it because there's somebody else ready to come in and take that spot who's not going to cause problems in the locker room wrestlers are such little prima donna middle school pussies all of us even though, no matter how big you are that's what they thrive on in the locker room that's what is part of the handed down from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s of how are we going to rib, cut, test somebody, see how they react, cut their throat. Shawn Michaels, Diesel, they all did this shit, so we got to do it. And it laid a precedent of, of how you have to conduct yourself and play the chess game. What goes on out in front of the crowd, that's, that's just to get to that point to feed our addiction. The behind-the-scenes weird stuff that goes on like this doesn't need to exist at all, but it is – it is more important than what's going on in the ring is, is, is if you want to have a successful career. But if you're not trained to handle that, like walking into an OVW, sure, you're learning from Dinsmore and wrestling and learning great stuff and all that, you know, from Al, but really you're learning how to swim with the Sharks. So when JBL or Sean comes to cut your throat, you know how to see, oh, they're testing me and here's how I defer and the way you defer is Cues them into going, oh, okay, this kid's smartened up. He can't be fucked with as much. So I'll let it sit, and then I'll come back to fuck with him again and to see, to be tested. Everything is a test. And if you pass the test, well, then you get to go on. And you want to pass the test by being humble and not rocking the boat because you can come back and test the veteran with a test of your own and, and make them look like shit. Now they're vindictive against you, and they want to bury you. So <laughs> there's all this fucking silent cold war level ping pong game going on. And, and it's with the same guys you come in handshake and bro hug with, but in that other hand with the bro hug, there's a big old fucking butcher knife waiting to stab right into your spine. If you don't understand what the fuck you're doing out here,
1: that, 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 that soft handshake, that other hand's ready to knock you the fuck out. You got it. It's funny. This, this weekend, I was binge-watching a show on Hulu, uh, Gangland Undercover. And it's mm-hmm. about some informants that are infiltrating uh, some of the bigger biker gangs. And, I, and I'm looking at the intensity of it and the rituals and the interaction. And then I'm like, son of a bitch, this is a wrestling locker room. It's a gang. You got it,
0: bro. You got it. it I mean, I love Sopranos, so it's easy for me to say mafia, mafia, mafia. But it, there is nothing... I'm not the only one that says it. Go listen to Bischoff. He just fucking liking it. Like, it, it is that over and over and over again without really murdering somebody, I guess. It can, it can absolutely be terrifying at times in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. So you can kind of
1: learn the game, to walk around it in the different levels uh, when people come in. It's, it's It is its own world. Uh, been, wow, we are about,
0: we are sixty strong here on the Monday so locker room, you goes, guys. Man. I think that could be a, a record for live here on Ben Hamin YouTube uh, and twitch.tv slash Hamin Media. So, uh, yeah, great conversation so far today. Up top of the real talk of the locker room, and, <laughs> we were uh, we
1: were worried what we were going to cover, and we were talking about a job description for an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and here you want to talk about somebody who's a, a phenomenal top level performer who made a big mistake this week on AEW. It's MJF, bro. That's that, that the way they wrote that. And from what I heard of like, Oh, they took MJF out and he's crying about his quad being blown out. So who's going to come out and, and do it? They sent out Adam Cole, who just had, uh, three breaks in his ankle. I so and many then- there. And then stop that to do the here comes the ambulance and he gets out hobbling. So MGF with a blown quad couldn't wrestle the match. So we're going to send the guy with the broken ankle to show fighting spirit. But then we're going to let the guy who's got a blown quad who don't we have safety protocols? Don't I remember that from four weeks ago where they said they were implementing that? He's going to come back and do it and to show some spirit of 76, it makes zero sense whatsoever. And then if this is the bidding war of 2024, he just took his stock price and cut it in half well, by trying to do a crying, emotional bit that was way overacted that didn't, this is a sport of testosterone and conflict. And when you are the champ, you cannot show that vulnerability and weakness of a little pussy boy who fucking got his toys taken away on the, on the elementary school uh, playground by a bully. That's what it came off as like they threw corners at my feet, like that type of shit, bro. He, the bidding war of 2024 WWE just went, well, We can knock $2 million off of that fucking price right there, what we were going to offer him. In fact, if they wanted to that really play the game, they wouldn't offer him nothing, and he has to stay there now. And then you don't tell him why, but he'll know that he, in his own mind, fuck, was it that promo where I was crying that cost me my spot? It very well could be. And cough button, when the numbers are down, who's your champ? whose shoulders is that on he right now he's sabotaging his own stock price. And I don't think, and I think being inside the wrestling bubble that he might not see it as much, but I was hoping that a, a Pat Buck or some other mentor that he's had might smarten him up. But from everything I've seen from the fallout of this shit show, and even the fact that you're fighting for your belt, that you let another guy who's not even intimidating carry it for eight weeks. Like, Dude, MJF lowered his stock price so much in the last four months, uh, and that's being inside the bubble, bro. Yeah, if you go back to the beginning, when you have Adam
1: Cole interfere, interject himself in a match he was supposed to be in that he's not cleared for, but now all of a sudden talking to Tony Khan, you know, backstage, he's going to get cleared to go in there and just put it on the line <laughs> to, to step up. I mean, so many plot holes inside of itself. I, I did what I, I did have this in my notes to ask you. And it's it's one of those cases in wrestling, right direction, but you're totally off the target there. I did like in the pre-show that they did a little business. There was some intrigue, uh, much needed intrigue for that main event. Okay, is he gonna be able to make the match? I hate how they put it in somebody else that was already with a worse injury.
0: The fact that you even have him anything. the fact that you even have him going to defend these ROH belts that are completely meaningless with no show is instantly lowers his stock price.
1: Well, it, it, he's, he's defending a ring of honor title with a substitute partner who forfeited the top ring of honor title just to have a shot uh, to, to take him on for his. Yeah.
0: And this shows exactly how Tony Khan doesn't get it or the bucks don't get it or whoever else. MGF is injured and can't wrestle, but Cole can wrestle with a boot on his broken foot. Instead. The fact that that's even on paper, you're right. Uh, Sean Paul, a hundred percent Sean up Uh, and, uh, that shows that we need to go back to that AEW job description where Tony needs the big brother. Come here, buddy. Come here for a minute. We're gonna go in this room and we're gonna talk about how wrong this is. Not in front of the boys. No, you're doing he's doing great. And then we smarten him up of like, that is the fucking stupidest thing I think you may have ever written, bro. Like <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was that was
1: a response from like 85, 75 to 85 percent of the internet wrestling community. Picking out that plot hole. I mean, it's that blatant there. It's,
0: it's that blatant, blatant. bro. But it I, never I should not even.
1: Not the exact execution or, or how they did it here, but I did want to ask you because one of the pre show I had a lot of issues with and how they present and try to get you hyped up and push those last minute sales. If you're going to run an angle like this on a pre show, and this irritated me. Why do it at the last minute? What you do is with at least with thirty minutes to go, so you can hype. Hey, the, the main event could be up in the air here, ladies and gentlemen. There's only one way to find out if MF, MJF's going to be here. It's if stick around, around
0: for six more hours and find <laughs> out. We'll, we'll put up the link at four a.m. But.
1: You know what I'm saying there. I remember the days of me and Gene. You know, hey, there's only one way you can do this. Activate now. Get a hold of your local, your cable provider. Get the internet, you know, get the pay-per-view you haven't gotten yet. So you got that link down there on the YouTube description. You've got the QR code up on the screen that people... To me, it was just another missed marketing opportunity to try to get a last-minute push there.
0: You're not wrong, but none of that's going to sell a fucking another, (laughs) not, not one more buy, bro. Why? Because nobody... Aside from diehard, super smart marks even know who MJF or Adam Cole is or and Jay White. Nobody. Nobody does, bro. I bet half of the fucking WWE audience doesn't know who Jay White is. And that's not a, I'm going to research
1: the... that or have Will get on that for a second. I, I want to look at the difference between their buys and how many people are watching the free stuff.
0: Yeah, Like leading well, in I and mean... then
1: just stopping and, and tuning out.
0: And then give them six hours of oversaturation and you're killing your own micro demographic. That's all you've got left because you're feeding them too much and not leaving them wanting more, bro. It's a huge, huge problem. And then the guys you're putting the money on as the top guys look like high schoolers. They don't look like fucking men's men that people want to live vicariously through. They look like guys from Hot Topics who you could fucking drop with one punch. So like everything is backwards play wrestling and he's my friend. No, he's my friend now. And my friend's going to help dude, shut the fuck up. It's about beating the hell out of somebody and holding the gold and, this guy's been on the show with you for the last eight weeks. And you obviously don't give a shit about your belt because you would have laid in wait and jumped them if you were Satan. But instead we're playing push me on the swing set, Adam Cole, we're, we're elementary school buddies again. And really that goes back to hmm, the owner of your company and what his own psychological issues are (laughs) and trying to live them vicariously through a TV show.
1: Well, as you point out there, we're talking about a champion in MJF that has been proven to what we've – Are we? uh, During his – I mean, no, what what he has proven to us in his rise to this spot is he's a ruthless son of a bitch. He'll do anything. But now he's just letting this guy just freely walk around with his property here. his most prized –
0: Yeah, they changed that on a dime. He was a ruthless son of a bitch. Right. Now he's a little kid. The the MJF that everyone came to
1: love would have just hired somebody to go get the hit on that son of a bitch.
0: And and the bully isn't a guy who's intimidating. The bully is a guy who could get his fucking ass whipped in a Burger King parking lot 10 out of 10 times. Uh,
1: also, you and know, it, it's also funny, too, because you've got now on the same show, and it's been building here for, like, for a month or so. Uh, I think they're your boys. We've been talking about them here this, through this episode here. But to watch the Bucks throw a, ten- a temper tantrum from what we've come to see from them in AEW it is, is not believable.
0: We are doing elementary school on the playground bullshit instead of doing what we should do, which is the highest level. <laughs> the fact that MJF is not doing anything with fucking Israel and the Jewish stuff, you're, we're, <laughs> and that's what we're doing is you got my belt and you're my friend and a giraffe and let's make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Get fucked that it, the, all that shit is trash and it's really ruined everybody involved with its stock price bro but they sit there and collect the check from buddy who wants to have his own friends and his own surrounded put him over right it, like that that's what we're really seeing play out here dude instead of making a moment and fucking Think about that. If if MJF coming out with the fucking movie with Von Ericks, everything with Israel, we already got him coming out trying to get it subversively with we
1: got Jews in the house.
0: And then we go away from that, dude. And the fact that you could have done that, and not just to put myself in blaze over you want Arab Jew conflict. it's real it's right there but let's do a slow motion making a pita butter and jelly fucking thing in mom's kitchen bro instead like what do you think is gonna actually get people to tune in and make headlines we need we need viewers not guys who think they're over because they're signed and on a roster we've lost 75 percent of our audience because our creative is dog shit because we have indie guys who have no idea how to work for tv or do long-term storytelling across the board that they get to do whatever they want and then we have agents who just collect a check because they go eh the kids won't listen to us you know when they would $50,000 fine. Thank you. Because you went from making $100 on the indies, maybe some of them 40 and 50 to now quarter million to million dollar contracts. They just think I deserved that. I was over. They just never knew about it. I think what you hit on the key there is you have people
1: in positions here that don't understand just not a professional wrestling, but a creative process in entertainment and their own character development and storytelling. And and what's, I, I don't see what's so difficult about it then. You know, you, you know, I'm talking about the show. I was binge watching here this weekend. You're talking about Sopranos. It's already being written for you. Just look what's it's happening all, out there on other hit television programs. It's all right,
0: it's right there, being, bro. What's
1: happening in the world and just mirror it. Pro wrestling, has always been at its best when it mimics and mirrors the real world and turns it up. It's okay to feel uncomfortable out there. You, you yeah. want to evoke all those emotions. You want to make people a little mm-hmm. edgy and, you know, ugh. but if we've come to a certain age in our society, though, where if you don't immediately have a two pump chump satisfaction where you pay it off right away, they, oh my, you're evil. You, well,
0: you're that's really that the whole crazy. thing is the fact that fuck what they think if you're evil for not doing the two pump chump. That's giving the audience the control. They have no control. We have the control. That's what they did with Adam Cole and MJF. We want to see them be friends. Okay, let's go down that road as opposed to I'm Satan. I'm a scumbag. I'm a da. No, we're besties now. Nope. There was no stab in the back. There was no drawman. We just kept down that stupid ass. That was the figure biggest disappointment.
1: Maybe elder's pay per is we get no devil payoff, which was you know what people a lot of people were talking <laughs> about. You know, who's behind Ridiculous. no one was talking about, you know, what's gonna be on the next peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. Where's Jeffrey to draft. You know, it was the intrigue of who is the one stabbing people in the back. I
0: just got to go back to the artist returns. You're a great follower of everything we do. Uh, too real to touch right now, Ben. We do not need, we, we do need viewers, not cancellation. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Del Close would say the work can handle anything if you approach it with the proper respect. And right now people are enraged in the fucking streets of either side, free Palestine or or the Zionist movement. Right. And, and you're not going to do another Holocaust on us, but they really don't want to let go of the media control and the fucking banking control and the Hollywood control. They won't put that over. They'll play the Holocaust card to the end of time. You can say that shit in a, in a proper way. And both sides have real arguments and real heat over hundreds of years. We're not going to solve that. What can we do? We can tap into that PTSD and pay it off for either side. So the Palestinians go, yeah, they fucking got MJF and fucked them over. But MJF comes over and gets over on them in the end, which is probably what's going to happen because that's what Israel does in this conflict. And they come back around. So everybody gets their PTSD paid off. And you might actually save some lives because people are just watching it and wrestling and getting that bloodlust out instead of taking it to the streets and somebody does something stupid. And when people come to conflict, it's because conversation ends and promos are the conversation back and forth where you could say the, the truths of both sides have the fight. And what happens when two guys, two buddies, two whatever, two neighbors, have a conflict and they end up beating the shit out of each other. Real men at the end go, no hard feelings, and that's where we can fucking end with the Mortal Kombat three friendshipality if we need to, based on mutual respect after kicking the shit out of each other in a phony wrestling match that translates to an audience that has PTSD. I, I don't. I, it's,
1: you're hitting the mark with me, brother. I, I just don't understand it. Where it's going to take somebody inside where it seems. They, I regularly have been saying this man where it seems pro wrestling could be so great again, but they're so far away from it because no one has the courage to step up and, and stick to the foundations of what has always made this product great yeah. and it is the and and it's and as you're saying it give the time for the story to come full circle and maybe it is the wrestling story that teaches people out there. Hey, you know, through all this conflict, where we are very uh, violent by nature, but we can find peace at the end of this thing. So maybe inside of the pro wrestling story, it brings these different sides together for a common ground and unite
0: individuals. And, and if you don't have it with that, then you make an even bigger heel and you fucking have them unite to go against it together, right? We got this conflict, but here's an outside force. Hey, it's Israel and Palestine, but here comes the meteors from Planet X that'll wipe us all out. What we got to th- get together to stop the meteors. Let's use the Iron Dome to protect us all, right? Like- what
1: are, one of the things that I've always taken with me, and you know, when I'm working with promotions and, and I have any input with their creative direction or their marketing things, I like is something that, that I asked you years ago what would it take for Ben Hamin to become a babyface? And you said it is then to create such a heel that is so devastating that they have no other choice but to turn to who's already the most established, baddest bastard. And by de facto, you have to come to the the aid and become the hero that they need.
0: Right. It's it's the Godzilla takes on Mothra, right? Is that what it is? I forgive me if I'm getting this wrong. Godzilla takes on King Kong, whoever has leveled as if The
1: aliens just showed up tomorrow and by God, you know, the Muslims and the Jews gotta unite. We we gotta team up with Russia and China. We all gotta come together to take on these foreign invaders. You know, there's a way that you could tell that in wrestling is so unique and dynamic in in its in its genre and its platform. That it mm-hmm. can touch things that other forms of entertainment can't.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I I agree completely. And that's what through this play of violence that we that we put on that's what alleviates people's PTSD. And, and people can be like, no, don't tell me no motherfuckers. I've been doing this same bit for 17 years based off a nine 11 PTSD. That's never been rectified. And when I do something that references it, it gets the groan and the, uh, cause I plucked that heartstring. But when I lay down for the one, two, three, the pop is that much fucking bigger when we go, when they go over on me in a righteous way. So, that, go, back, go back and look at the shit you guys wrote for Colby when, you know, they're the Trump stuff.
1: And it's Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah but, but Colby Covington, shout out man. Uh, you know, obviously done uh, incredible things and has put has to put the work in to be a legit fighter. But Yeah, right. he was he was he was a lower mid-card nobody. But and he realizes
1: got- he needs that gimmick, and he goes mm-hmm. out there with the balls as a legit fighter to do it to get himself to that next level. Now he's yeah. getting endorsements. He's selling merch. Love him or hate him, he's moving the needle. He's the he's
0: top fucking the guy. Needle. And but, when, in wrestling, you,
1: but in wrestling, we got people to be a. F- oh, we're not Antifa. Don't please don't please
0: don't. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. Fuck you. I knew I knew that was going to be a trigger because yeah. you were yeah, going yeah.
1: off on that earlier yep. this week.
0: Yep, all that all that shit with Antifa. Like what he's referencing is me fucking going off in the producers' chat about consultant stuff of just like because somebody else was pissed off about something. I go now. Imagine. That was for raw <laughs> because I've watched them take my ideas sure, I get about t- a poster? Today. <laughs> yeah, of what could be, I'll go back to it. The work can handle anything if you approach it with the right respect and you have the long-term storyline to pay it off. You can't go, I'm a scumbag. I'm a devil. I'm a long Island Jew because what that says to me is I'm a Zionist. I'm into the cabal, which is, uh, inside Judaism. Many conspiracy people think it's Satanism at at its most root level. Uh, and, and the fact, so what did he say? It was, uh, and he's a song and dance Hollywood guy. (laughs) You think that all of those don't have the fucking, (laughs) the, the movement behind them, but instead we dropped all that. Now we just say it. We did now. Now those are meaningless words because we didn't show, don't tell any of the backstabbing any of the misering that, you know, is the stereotype of, of, of Jews or what have you. And to show that, and then to pay it off. Right. We just switched on a dime and we do this little second grade holding hands, skipping down the hallway, best friends play with my transformers with me bit. It's and and it's all lost. The work could have handled it, but somebody went, man, should we go with Israel and Jews? We could get canceled. And they're like, yeah, we better back up. We better no. Nope. If it feels weird, do it more. Another Dell close. <laughs> you got to lean into it. If, it. if it's making you feel like, ew, that's what we're trying to convey emotions here. And this is a global emotion. And we've got them in the palm of our hands to fucking play with all those emotions. But how are we going to pay it off in a productive way where everybody who's having that PTSD feels a little bit of like, yeah, fucking got him, fucking got him. But then we teach the lesson of, we're all just humans, and we need to come together.
1: Absolutely. You, you look who dominates the ratings each and every day. It, it's it's news talk and athletics because they drive emotion. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, going into tonight, uh, WWE, you better throw everything you can against the winner because what's going to dominate is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what they're going to be talking about? It's not going to be about – uh, necessarily the move sets, you know, about hitting the A gaps and, and slot receivers. They're gonna be telling you stories about Taylor Swift, uh, about the council, yep. yep. about hopes. They're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be going to a broader audience and hitting all those f- emotions to everybody.
0: Where the fuck is that? Just I mean now I know we talked big conflicts, Israel and Palestine. There it is right there. Boop, I'm gonna pull it. Fuck that hurt. I just pulled it right there like World <laughs> Trade Center seven. Um is uh Where's the WWE version of the Taylor Swift? Why doesn't Grayson Waller or somebody else, Austin Theory, even though I'm not sure he's down to date Taylor Swift, but like whoever that is, why don't we do that exact same fucking thing and hire a celebrity woman or man to, to date a diva. And they're, they're, they're doing that. Right. To, to bring that outside uh, audience. That's a people magazine TMZ audience because this celebrity's here. We got it with Logan Paul a little bit, but because he's been doing that, but somebody who doesn't even need to be in the ring, that's a high level celebrity. Who could we pay to bring in to do that? It's an interesting um, creative proposition.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look who's going to be the NFL MVP this year. It's Taylor Swift. She's going to be on the cover of the match. She's the most talked about. It's It's crazy. Uh, But why aren't we mimicking something like that in pro wrestling?
0: We absolutely could. We absolutely could, dude. And uh why aren't we? Because I, we I still have gotta
1: watch all I still gotta watch all my WWE from last week. Did they even make a mention of anything with Becky going out there and just fumble it all over her? I don't think they
0: didn't on SmackDown, and that's a huge problem, bro. Like that's a whole year's worth of uh stupid, like making fun of her for being dumb. And then what does she need to do? She needs to be able to get her doctorate degree <laughs> by that time, till she becomes doctor Becky Lynch. She go from, I'm not saying she's like clinically, uh, you know, a moron, but that Jeopardy performance is one of the darkest things you that that, that will stick individual. with her more than anything in the history of her career so far. It it ended
1: up being like one of the highest rated celebrity episodes that they had. And she goes I mean. out there, it drops the ball. I mean, but you're right, though. I mean, there's so many angles they could go there. I mean, immediately you're talking about she needs to go get educated. Uh, maybe it's an opportunity to call up Chase You or get her with the Alpha Academy. Yeah. Or I, I was even thinking immediately, you've you just it's put over another talent, uh, put over that that's the power of when Zia Lee kicked her in the head. Just made her yeah,
0: That's not bad. Uh, and uh, I also like, uh, yeah, she kicks the stupid India. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, even yeah, though. UKO. I, right I, from- even though Rachel Dratch won, uh, she beat Macaulay Culkin by a dollar. You know I just bet to do the fuck you bet or what have you. Uh, Macaulay Culkin is a big wrestling guy. He did stuff in PWG. He did stuff with Dick Justice. That's a guy you bring in. Like, you have a heel, mess with Becky, and then when Becky thinks she's going to get back, she has Macaulay Culkin in her corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Racial Dratch on commentary if you wanted to or what have you. And uh, and Becky now is in a state of like, oh, my God, I'm reliving it, right? To mess with her. That's how you get a heel over on her. So then when Becky finally pins them and isn't about in some quiz show format, she gets back over and gets a little face save. But we got to keep plucking those strings. What will they do? Nia will get one line about how stupid Becky was in, in a fucking promo, and that'll be all she wrote. There's a year's worth of material right there, and they won't even come close to getting 5% out of it. 5% values about what they do at best. We're talking about the Celebrity Crossers, Just pops in my mind
1: as well. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, but Ken Jong, he um, tagged out, putting over the wrestlers, you know, saying that uh, Blue Meanie turned him onto it. Praised it, you know that's a great rub for for OVW for us knowing what sure. he's got going on, especially for wrestlers. And heard that's going to be uh, they are going to get that second season. Actually, I uh, um,
0: Rain Wilson put over wrestlers. Uh, hey, Dwight Dwight Schrute from the Office would know like whatever. So to me. If that was if if he was like a resounding endorsement on Twitter, like a (laughs) must-watch, bro, tomorrow. I've I've, I'm one degree of separation from Rain, actually. Fucking, if I was Al, you know who the fuck I'm booking, bro. And I'm and I and I'm I'm gonna ask if he'll do Dwight Schrute. And fucking ha- like Dwight's got all the weapons on him all the time, right? You put him in a corner of somebody in a hardcore match, and fucking Dwight's got yeah. it all. It ready was, to what's go, your bro. dream
1: to be manager? You make him the guest GM for a night, bro. You the you know, guest
0: GM, the- and you, blah, 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 office theme play, place, dude. That's global, global fucking, you know, level. And to be honest with you, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't, stew, just, I just got so much going on. If you were going to ha- cast Rope Opera, Vince Russo's drama after Heels has failed, and I- I've read Rope Opera, it-, it kicks the shit out of Heels as far as I'm concerned. I thought Heels took a really bad turn in the last year. I'm glad a lot of guys got jobs. Shout out to Luke Hawks and all those dudes uh, that really, you know, are trying to bring wrestling to the main drama like that. Rain Wilson playing the Vince Russo character in in Rope Opera would be perfect, bro. Like, and if he's, if he's that into wrestling right now, you go to a Netflix with a, yeah, new season two and rain's going to be on there and he'll help crossover promote rope opera. And he's going to play this new character because if he loved that then chances are he would love being the writer promoter character and I could totally see him pull it off, bro. These are the things that are the pebble in the pond that create massive ripples that crash waves onto shore. But if you don't fucking jump on them and you just go, look, Rain Wilson retweeted us. And then you keep going on about your business. You're making a huge mistake. What the fuck?
1: Get so worked up, man! The cameras, yeah, raw camera. Yeah, uh, you know, with with Ken Jong, I, I maybe the chat can help me out here if I missed it during the the pay per view. I kind of would zone out at some points of during it, Um, but I, I, he was front row there at full gear, and I don't believe they mentioned him at all. I, I know they did the Steve-O
0: spot. Who uh, was who was front? Who was front uh, row, Ken Jong?
1: Was there front row? at, oh. at full gear.
0: Yeah, I uh, sure. Like that alone, you're missing shit. I mean, fucking- I don't
1: remember them panning to him or giving him a graphic or anything like that. But you're no. in L.A. I mean, you got to do your best. That you know, you're giving, you're giving away in every other city all these tickets. Get, pull, get some kind of pull. Get some people there. I mean, they had Stevo. They acknowledged him.
0: Yeah, I I get you, Mike Martin here. If you want what I'm smoking, go to HorseshoeGenetics.com and get the best premium cannabis seeds that there fucking are, man. Um, But none of these are small. If you can get Snoop, if you can get Shaq, if you can get, dude, dream big. People are fucking marks for wrestling. Wrestling goes across all borders. You could easily get anybody that you want to. You got goddamn Donald Trump beating the fuck out of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 22. There is no small, like, no, they can never do that. Anything is possible. Actors are just actors. They're just assholes who want to be important <laughs> and play characters that aren't them because they're fragile and somebody damaged them along the way. Like, once you get out of your head of, like, they're celebrities. They would, I, you could get Tom Cruise if you fucking wanted to you would get anybody you want bro it, it, it just takes the check and the right creative to do it but when you got people right. who can't they even do. get 10 percent out of a fucking gold idea that you lay it all out for them you, you want antifa oh that could get us canceled or it could triple your goddamn rating what are you gonna do let's, let's make them, them monsters uh <laughs> fucking
1: assholes uh, it's still hot on this one. Uh, but I did want to ask you about, we were talking about talents that might not be ready. Maybe, uh, too green, too young for the game. Uh, i thought putting the, the TBS title on, uh, what's her name? Julia Hart was, a was a bad move. Uh, I know she's, she's coming a long way in that character, but still a lot to go. I mean, she's only 22 years old. She looks like a kid out there.
0: Dude, what is the TBS title? Dude, the TBS title means as much, but you, but the you, TBS title means as much as the dip and donuts I, I, 24-7 title. I, I, I
1: get that there, but you're trying to move a product forward there, and you're putting spot people in positions. I mean, you had her and sky blue in there with Statlander. One looked like a an ath like a pro athlete, uh, a developed grown woman, and the other two were, were children. Yeah. And and I think and, I, and they're not really and I know you got to give them you got to build them up. That's why you have NXTs and OVWs things like that for people when they're 22 to 24 years old so they can get those reps, they can get that development. But
0: they might have put it on her for a couple reasons because of OVW and how much she looks like Hollywood Haley J and how popular she is, they might have gone okay with that. But I did watch a um what's her name? The Young Witch again, uh fucking Julia Hart. Julia Hart had a match maybe two, three weeks ago. I was thoroughly impressed. She did great chain wrestling, didn't do a bunch of extra bullshit, sold well, and 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 her moves made sense. You know what that means to me when you're 22? Not that you get it, that you know how to be coached, that you've listened to your agent, and you went out there and did what you were told, and it all made sense because her segment stuck out on that show. That alone would make me as a booker after I've been burned by girls who want to get their shit in and not listen, Hey, how did Julia do? Julia did a good job chaining and fucking did what we asked her to do. hundred percent, put the belt on her just to not, not just because she did a good job, but to show all the other girls that you're not going to go out there and go into business for yourself. You're right. going to listen to what we fucking tell you to do. I've, I've, I've got a
1: very valid point there. But with me, when I seen that immediately, uh, I see there's there is room for development there and she is getting so good into that character that I it I'll to say the same thing about putting the boat, the, the belt on Tony Storm both yeah. of those both of those personalities those personas are character driven yeah that's what we're buying into we're buying into the presentation the storytelling that they're giving us in an AEW where when you put a a belt on someone, then it becomes more about the wrestling, and it's going to take away from that character what we've come to love with that thing, and I, and I think it's going to derail that. And I think that it was way too early to do that with Timeless, Tony Storm. She didn't. I need think it, it was.
0: She I think didn't it was it at all. No, I think
1: the division no. needs her much more than she needs a championship right Dude, now. Her her
0: creative facility could facilitate everybody to get over at a level that they've never been over before. I I don't. I mean, Julia Hart's a sexy little blonde so to put her with house of black who's now she's more over than those guys are well, it's, uh, it's kind
1: of like the rhea ripley effect you know she's right. become she's now the standout and what people are going to focus on
0: well i i, I probably never would have changed her out of the cheerleader i thought there was money there with griff garrison and, and brian pillman still and then they made that choice and she kind of went downhill but now she's coming back up the mountain. We all have ebbs and flows in our career. That's how it is. No, but like, you know, okay, I don't seem
1: like I'm dumb but, her because she committed to that bit.
0: Sure. Absolutely. But the bit, when you look at her, she looks like Sonny of the body Donna's early 20s sex appeal. She like a freaking it, Valley girl.
1: And, yeah, and, if, and you, if you were going to were gonna off, get
0: rid of, if you were going to either get rid of Griff Garrison and fucking um, Pillman Jr. Or keep it with him, Who's coming in next? Possibly. Dolph Ziggler, who's available? Mike Mondo. I would have gone right back to Spirit Squad in a new way and gotten the cheerleader shit over even more, bro. To some degree, even if it's not them suiting up, you see them interact, and then down the road when they're really needed, who's our who's our partner? It's Dolph Ziggler, and he comes out in the cheerleader shit place with Pop Huge from the nostalgia. Even if it's a one-off, you give him the rub, and then off we go. But what she's been given is kind of the fourth wheel, third wheel of House of Black. She turned that into magic, and I really think it's because she listens to her agents, she applies, and she's coachable. And that enough is for me to put a phony fucking belt on you, whatever the TBS title means. But the reality is, if you, if she's that coachable, then she should be able to carry out storyline, and she won't even need a belt she, as, she, as she grows farther. So... Good for her, man. At twenty-two years old, that's a lot of fucking like weight to carry of being a feature on a TV show, man. Some people are not ready for that at, at age thirty, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's their no pun intended. Time will tell here. I, I just I didn't agree with either of those moves, and I absolutely don't think the timing was right for Tony Storm. Uh, to be in that spot. There's still so much more they could do with her away from having to be a focus of the championship chase.
0: That That's Tony Khan not understanding and not having uh, a book, like we go back to that job work with CEOs and understand how to (laughs) tell him that his idea is wrong without making him upset (laughs) is really what it it explains out of there. And if you've never been a booker for 10, 15 years, how the hell would you ever even have the experience to pull his creative aside and be like, well, this, this, and this, oh, by the way, I got to go run HR and make sure that everybody got their fucking uh, gift baskets for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like this job is like four or five gigs in one and it's Shows all of the holes that they have in their upper management that need to be patched and repaired. Uh, absolutely,
1: they covered uh, a
0: lot here. Any of the headlines yeah, that you've seen that that jumped nah, out? No, I just you, uh, you know we, we got hot today. I, I I hate to see it, but uh, uh, Hogan's kid uh, arrested for oh, DUI yeah. in Florida. You know, well, real, I think it was, real so
1: stuff. it was in the same area. Uh, you know where the wreck had happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what's 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 this kid doing? He's living off his dad's money, and they got the Hogan shop, and they go down there and do karaoke every night where he gets to – Yeah, I read a report that there was a rumor that he potentially had been coming from there. Yeah. He wants to be like, like all rich kids who haven't worked for anything in their lives. I'm going to be an EDM DJ. And he tried that where you can go do Molly and bang chicks based off of his dad's fucking legacy. And then he's got to go pull down there and listen to fucking come on Eileen for the 17th time this week. And he's hammering down fucking sex on the beaches and gets Rocked on the way home. He's probably driving DUI. I imagine four nights a week on the way back. So it's just a matter of time, unfortunately, until it catches up. Thankfully, there was no sunny situation or or his last situation was street racing, where his best buddy uh, was crippled. I think you know, yeah. and, and his life will never Goodbye. be the same. But, so again, that's that wasn't enough. That your buddy fucking almost died from your ignorance before. I'm going to keep keep on that path because. Big daddy will bill me out at the end of the day. And really that family of (laughs) the the old Hogan knows best when your daughter won't come to your third wedding or what have you, there's a lot of problems going on over there, but we just keep, Hey, it's icons of the eighties, everybody. Then let's keep putting them over and giving them a pass. I've said this a lot recently. I don't care if it's Flair, Hogan, whoever, I'm not going to stand down and be like, he was the fucking best. So he gets a pass. If you are a morally deficient human being, I'm gonna call it out for that. You know what I mean? I got my own issues too, but at the same time, I don't walk around with my fucking lats spread acting like the world owes me a fucking favor, bro. And that's really what this nepotism, second generation. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do is a big, big problem. And thankfully nobody was killed this time, but obviously life means nothing uh after this kid's already been through something that should have really woken him up.
1: Uh absolutely. All right, Ben, uh, you want to throw up that X, get us out of here then? Actually.
0: Yeah, man, that's it. What a what a hot show, man. A lot of big loaded talk here today. Uh, hopefully something positive in there. I, I'm trying to cut back on my swearing on these things because I feel like sometimes my point that – gets lost in, in what I'm trying to make there because uh got loose like, in the locker room baby you just let go Yeah I get passionate and emotional and it, it is the locker room and this is how motherfuckers talk. <laughs> so uh if you're not down with it then uh, we got two words it's for how, it's you how huh? you
1: talk before you get stabbed in yeah. the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
0: Uh, get lost in the fuck at fuck island that's what i'm telling you pal <laughs> uh, but y'all uh, man appreciate the huge numbers you guys tuning in that really uh, kicked off my week in a positive way to say hey they really want to hear and see what's going on man and another big day of cannabis i got a Head out to the dispensary now is, uh what do we got going on uh today? I just uh we we I mounted seven TVs up in there yesterday. So I'm I'm feeling a referee sideburns and I. So and uh, it was a great time in Immortal Redemption 3. Uh heels over strong on the Nazi Mafia. We're gonna be moving into February in a Guantanamo Bay boot camp match. So I wonder who's gonna have the upper hand in that one, stupid Italians. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, we stirred the sauce here and RBV. Hopefully you don't need stitches in your finger, bro, but I appreciate you putting on the Michael Jackson glove and toughing through it, bro. Um, Hey, I like the, I'll go back to the original where the callback, uh, I'm not a huge, uh, trip Turkey guy either, but I do like the side dishes and I like the appetizer. So I'm with you on that one as well, pal, but, uh, we'll be here all week long. And, uh, I might even do a special, uh, Thanksgiving, broadcast as well just uh to kick it for friday locker room trying to get a guest lined up for that uh depending on who's got uh, family stuff they got go go
1: light use. the fuse thanksgiving yeah. edition coming up light right
0: the fuse thanksgiving edition as well so uh if you don't want to talk to your family there'll be plenty uh for you to put your earbuds in and listen to me curse about uh, phony ass wrestling and world issues <laughs> uh but uh right now uh, sales on at uh pro wrestling slash ben Uh, If you want me to cancel Christmas, cameo.com slash Ben Hameen. And uh, as always, you guys, channelattitude.com, the the exclusive place for the most hardcore hominions to uh, subscribe. So, y'all, what are you doing, RBB? Anything, pal? Uh, A little shout-out here, potentially a record-breaking morning to
1: the dozens and dozens that joined us from around the world this morning on the Monday locker room. Like you said, hey, I'm going to hit the door here. Uh, and go try to find a little first aid, love, and see if I can put this finger back together. Um, yeah. But outside of that, you know, it, hey, Thanksgiving, I might not be down with the food, but I, I love the atmosphere for the holidays, getting together with people. You get that extended weekend. Sure. Big football weekend come up. Big game tonight. Biggest game of the of the regular season for college football coming up next Saturday. The Ohio State-Michigan at noon. Big noon time, baby. Uh, so it's around here. That kind of dominates the week, man. You, you got a lot of Michigan fans here in the state as well, so a lot of shit talking. Next, hey, just imagine what we're talking about, right? Driving those emotions, getting people worked up, having a little fun with it.
0: You fucking mark! That's right, red equals green here on the Monday Locker Room, Infidels, R to the B to the V. Hacker Hamine setting it off. Y'all law.
1: <laughs>